The world isn't simple anymore. And on the Walden Pond podcast, your host, anti-fraud expert Vince Walden, is talking to experts about the technology and compliance trends you need to know about to keep your compliance and fraud detection programs relevant. If you're looking for insights that are practical, timely, and innovative, welcome to The Pond. Welcome to The Pond. I'm your host, Vincent Walden, coming to you on the Compliance Podcast Network. With me today, I have Shub Nandi, who's CEO of PyChain, which is using some really interesting uses of AI and blockchain to help with the automation of customer onboarding in a know your customer KYC context, particularly in the financial services. So welcome to the show, Shub. Thanks, Vincent. I'm glad that to be part of your show also having this wonderful conversation. Yeah, thanks for dialing in. Uh, I know it's late where you're at. Uh, you're in India. What part of India are you in? So I'm in Bangalore. So it's, okay, uh, Bangalore. it's, it's okay. in the southern part of the country. Sure, sure. Well, it's interesting what you guys are doing. But before we start, I wanted to give a quote to our mascot, Henry David Thoreau, on something related to technology, since this is kind of a cool technology that we're focusing on this show. He wrote in a journal back in 1837, it said, all the laws of nature will bend and adapt themselves to the least motion of man. And uh, I thought that was particularly interesting given the, the automation and the AI that you're doing. It's helping make man least motion, <laughs> the least amount of work or less work, which in making things more efficient. So I thought that was kind of appropriate. No, absolutely, Vincent. I think cool. <laughs> well thought one. I thought that was appropriate. So before we get started, I like to give my listeners, just who are mainly compliance and risk professionals, a little bit about you know yourself. Can you give us a little bit of background about yourself and how you got to be CEO of PyChain or why you started it? I started primarily as a technologist in the financial industry, and I really loved both the domain and the technology. With that, I primarily entered into the territory of, if you see, the area of fintech, right? So one part which very much, I should say, attracted me was A, the complexities, right, where they are in financial technologies. But deep down, as I drilled into a different set of activities, right? I do understand that financial technologies, right, across the globe is regulated. Now, these regulations, or I would better term them as compliances, are fortunately, unfortunately, seen as black box by most of the enterprises and financial institutions. What we do understand here is that, and that is actually from the few of the stats that I'm going to give you right away would bolster the fact that I've just said that financial institutions see compliances as black holes. So number one, if you see in US, right, every year roughly $1 trillion of money is laundered, right? And unfortunately, only 1% of those illicit transfers are brought to light. That's a huge amount of money which is laundered. Although there is regulation, there is compliance, but the implementation lacks. There is a second uh, interesting fact, which is, for instance, over 450 billion US dollar, right, has already been basically put as fines from, or, or has been 
taken as fines from banks and financial institutions. So this is huge money, right? From the meltdown, $450 billion have been paid in fines, which clearly gave us this belief that yes, financial technologies are there, but they are having this big black box called compliance. And this black box is yet to be solved. So why not solve it with the understanding that we have of the domain and the interesting technologies that we have been working with? Well, there are a lot of companies, Shub, as you know, focused on this area and a tremendous amount of dollars is spent on software and well, also people, processes, and technologies to try to tackle this. So I'm really excited and curious to hear what you're doing differently. So what is PyChain doing differently that all the other companies aren't? So on this aspect, right, uh, let's, let me try to tell what we are doing. Okay. So we have put in place a grand vision, right? And let me talk about this grand vision. Okay. So PyChain essentially is onboarding the next billion users in Bharat, which is basically the India, which is not the affluent class, right? So we have farmers, we have traders, we have Kirana shops, I, maybe the term, terminologies might not be very familiar when I talk about a Kirana, which is more like a grocery shops, grocery shops. And there are a lot many self-employed people or people employed in different jobs, which doesn't necessarily attract salary, how a salaried person gets every month. Unfortunately, many of these roughly more than 80%, uh, right, are either underbanked or unbanked, right? So essentially what we are trying to do here is that we are trying to help the banks, financial institutions, and the fintechs, right, able, make them capable enough to, to onboard these people, right? So on one hand, we have a group of people who are either underbanked or unbanked, who need special ways of primarily getting onboarded to it any financial product. And on the other hand, we have these this companies, right? These this lending companies, investment companies, right? Which typically wants to onboard them, but then there is a hurdle. The hurdle is that there are regulatory understanding which is needed. Then the solution has to be built in such a way that the group of people out there, right? Who are not so much tech savvy, but does have access to smartphones, can get into the system. So that's where what we are trying to do is we're trying to bridge this gap with easy, convenient, simple interfaces, but completely thorough because we are a regulatory technology company and we want to ensure that as per the different regulatory bodies, what are guidelines that they are, everything is getting followed. Now, this is the beauty, right? It's a very complex problem because there are roughly 400 plus personas that we are trying to cater. Now to cater these 400 plus personas, you can't do it by any of the technologies like a C, C++ or a logic-based programming. Mm -hmm. You need to dive into advanced programming. So when you talk about advanced programming, I'm talking about basically methodologies like artificial intelligence, natural language processing, machine learning, which are basically pertinent to the field of data science, right? Using those, right? Understand each of these personas, then cater financial products for each of these personas. But as, as we are not catering the financial products, we are just facilitating the onboarding of this genre of people into the system 
via solutions that we have built to facilitate the fintech financial institutions to access to get access to uh, to this genre of people interesting now i noticed on your website that rolls royce is one of your financial backers or one of your investors and you've got a lot of banking clients using this i'm just curious so are they seeing the attraction of newer markets bringing in new customers as a result of the efficiencies that you bring or is it more of a risk play in that you can do more expansive risk on existing customers it, it is both the ways right so essentially if you talk about what we have built today is ai and a blockchain enabled deep technology platform called DeepBuy. Now, essentially what DeepBuy does is that, right? So it helps the compliance officer, right? Who, who probably is a KYC or an AML analyst or taking care of this two particular parts of the compliance, right? To help them to provide faster, better and accurate decisions. Now, what we essentially have brought over here is that we have ensured that we bring in rapid knowledge extraction and over in this process tacit knowledge capture to deliver uh, precision recommendations right so that's what we ah, okay yeah targeted recommendations based on a variety of data sources what kind of data sources are you pulling in for the analysis both internal banking and external or can you give us perhaps a practical example of how you're using ai for example, right, I mean, if you see, if you have to onboard a farmer, right, so you need to know the farmer holistically, right? So first of all, you need to know the behavioral aspect, the contextual aspects, the credit aspects, uh, the credibility aspects, right? So these are uh, multiple different aspects that you need to know someone before you onboard for a particular financial product. So mostly, I mean, if you see, if you have to onboard an individual, you have to know the individual holistically. Now, what we do is that during the journey of onboarding, right, what we help the financial institution is to gather, provide the right insights right from the beginning itself, right? We just don't wait till probably a credit check is happening to provide the credit data, I mean, credit-related data. We are not focusing only on traditional means of basically understanding an individual. So what we ensure here is that we try to bring in alternate methodologies to understand the credibility of an individual. So we harness structured, unstructured data, both within the system, outside the system, more outside the system, because outside the system, there is a lot of information, right? Which if harnessed properly and connected properly can give better insights, right? So that's mm -hmm. what we provide. I'm not going to the details because there are a lot of proprietary things which probably might not be right and as well as we are catered to a lot many customers so I just don't want to talk more into details because there are a lot of confidential information out there. Essentially, I've covered how the whole process works. Well, I kind of get, and again, I'm being objective here just from our listeners here that you pull in lots of different data sources and use machine learning and, and that's not really different because lots of companies are doing that. So what is different? Is it blockchain technology or how does blockchain play a, a differentiating role? Oh, absolutely. I think blockchain essentially doesn't bring in intelligence, but what blockchain security right? is security, right? Okay. So what we have done over here is that we have ensured a couple of things together, uh, brought it together, right? So what is that ensures us to basically use both these technologies together 
is that we understand two things very clearly. One thing is that we have to ensure that the data that we are using, we have to use it caution. AI models that we are building has to be fair, right? It should right. be biased, biased models and it should be explainable in nature, right? So the models that we are building are explainable and they're explainable, I mean, thanks to blockchain and their deep technologies which are helping us in this process. Also, it is completely traceable, right? The decisioning that we do, right, is completely traceable. So that's where the beauty of these two technologies actually come together, right? We bring in the in good ingredients of both these technologies and we try to solve the problems in the space, right? For example, if you try to take any of the personas, right? So every persona comes with a set of social details, a set of social strata details without identifying the individual, okay. a set of financial details, right? A set of transactional details, a set of prior basically prior interaction details, right? So you need to understand that how can you connect all this set of information yet keep yourself within the boundary of regulation that is the data protection and data privacy and ensure that uh, your models are explainable and fair and then you provide the outcome. And again, you're pulling in both not just the banking information that your bank is giving you, but also external information, whether that's governmental data or other outside statistical data to help build these profiles? Is that what's kind of unique? Absolutely. I mean, one part is definitely the governmental data. One part is the statistical data. One part is the data which you under, understand from different persona-based behavioral tribes, right? So that also is basically factored into. So like is there are multiple different data. Yeah. So we cover... 5,700 plus data points to basically identify the person of an individual. Wow, that's a lot. That's actually pretty cool. Over 5,000 data points to build that profile. That's pretty cool. And so then are your client bases mostly in India or a combination of U.S. banks and India banks or Asia-Pac banks? Or who's your primarily buyers right now? At the moment, we are very focused in the India region, right? Mm-hmm. So we have primarily all the major non-banking financial institutions because our, our the segment that we cater to is, is different. We directly don't cater to banks directly. So what we do cater to is primarily very specific segments or sections within the bank, right? We cater to. So other than that, our key focus is primarily the NBFCs, the MFIs, which is the microfinance institutions. Okay, and yeah. The fintechs, right? So okay. that way we try to ensure that we provide them, empower them with all the information needed to make better decisions while they're onboarding customer. Great. No, I think that's a good niche, especially if you're doing the micro lending and you need to understand who the customer is, pulling from that kind of rich data set. That's good. So then for those financial services companies and their compliance perspectives, what advice would you have as kind of a final concluding question? What advice would you have? What should they be looking at that will either lead them to pie chain or, or help them understand kind of what they need to be doing differently? What advice would you have for them? So I think instead of, I mean, uh, selling products, I think what we essentially tell our customers is that sell to the persona. That is the key way you can ensure that you can have a 
broader better understanding of the customer so that's one way we essentially try to advise our customers we always tend to focus on the financial details then on the person right because a poor person can become rich any day or probably a rich person can become poor any day so instead of focusing on the financials we talk about historical information let's focus on the person the person has the potential to become big or a person has the potential to basically become broke so that's essentially what i advise to my customers that let's understand the person the persona and then let's go ahead with the product no that's cool i like it well shiv thank you very much this was kind of very interesting thank you for being on the show absolutely vincent i think pleasure talking to you and being part of the show all the best and good luck in your business and uh, hope to see you in the united states come soon <laughs> take care <laughs> thank you so much yeah you too take care Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Walden Pond podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review.